Welcome to Ready Layer One. This is a Web3 podcast that focuses on the near ecosystem. And Joe, today we have an OG project on today, Terra Spaces. They launched an NFT last year that they've been building in the background. And uh, today, something I found out is that they're heavily dev focused from you. So if you want to give a little rundown about them. Yeah, they they came in. Uh, I think you know uh, early spring uh, of last year of twenty twenty two, and uh, one of the things that instantly stuck out was their focus and attention to detail. In, you know, both visually as well as development. Uh, you know, even though sometimes projects get quiet during a bear market, and I think from a NFT community standpoint, that got pretty quiet for them. They kept building and they have, they're releasing some products now. They haven't gone away. They're still building on near. Uh, so I think it was just a cool conversation to follow up of what's been going on the past, you know, year, year and change. Exactly. And, you know, in this podcast, the first half, you, you really have a deep conversation on like a dev level and like where they came from, what they're doing, sort of that kind of approach. And then the last half, was where I jump in there and try to get to like, give me that, that marketer point of view, that business development point of view. And I think towards the end, we got to this point where it's a website builder as subscription service, but it's got a lot more where it's sort of an app store of features that you can put on your website to allow it to engage in web three near right now in other ways. And it has like different payments, like you can pay in Stripe, you can pay in near Bitcoin, yep. all that kind of stuff. However, it's also completely open to people who just in Web2 want to build a website and not manage it themselves. So, it, yeah, and it's got a business model. It's got, you know, recurring revenue model. It's got uh, some other cool things in it. Some like, you know, subscription stuff. They've got like, a, what's the thing? The referrals, things like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a good conversation around also too of just what goes into defining your product and everything else too. So uh, I think it's something that, you know, anyone who is interested in how products come about and the life cycle of that, and especially even building this market, uh, this is a, a nice conversation around all those pieces. Yeah. And I do think that like something we didn't talk about a lot in it that I've now been thinking about after the podcast is just, they sort of have this tiered approach where like you can build a website and then after the fact you can add an NFT aspect to it. Sure. So that's something that in the example in the pod, we talk about is like a coffee shop, right? Like a, you can yeah. send coffee, someone could scan it, have an NFT and then somehow engage them on the website with that. Yeah. And I think that area I want, I, I think we could have explored more now that I think about it. Cause I think that's where it gets interesting on how to sort of have your project. Like you're an established company needs a website. You don't want to manage. Awesome. Yep. And then maybe you want to add one of the features that's Web3 focus. Sure, sure. And yeah. uh, I think that's something to think about while listening to this podcast is like, that is like a really interesting use. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a, it's a good pod to let yourself kind of brainstorm and think about some of that stuff and just hear what their perspective is on this type of stuff as well. Yeah, cool. I uh, hope you enjoy the pod with uh, Terra Spaces team. On today's episode, we have uh, the TerraSpaces team, and this is a an exciting one for us because they have been around for a while, and they first started out. Uh, I don't even know time is irrelevant at this point. I don't even know when it could have been like a year ago at this point, more maybe. But one of the things uh, they came out with, I think, one of the first really high quality products 
on near when you talk about like the visualization of the website uh they were introducing really interesting and unique things in their discord and connecting with bots and websites and they were really strong builders and one of the things that you always worry about in a bear market is them going away uh and they haven't gone away they're here they're still building stuff so uh super excited to have you guys on today uh if you guys want to kind of talk about kind of where you started and kind of where you are today as a quick introduction and then we'll get, we'll kind of deep dive into everything terra spaces that we've been building from jump like when nft kind of started like we've been always planning things out and like how we would want to release a collection that's kind of timeless and it can stand the test of time and um artwork was basically our starting off initiative was to make sure something uh was was going to be different unique and we released a project um and uh, basically it was digital landmarks and they're very unique uh they were kind of like it was a dystopian type of feel to it with with um with lots of visuals and we had animated movies and stuff like that in the beginning and it was really cool we were kind of creating this lore around um NF our nft project the theme of landmarks and dystopian kind of world um and and honestly it was really cool because we were building some of some great technology like you said earlier we were we were looking to build first before we ever asked for anything and so that was our main goal was to make sure that we had a strong ui ux and basically it would be very versatile and it could and it could make sure that we have something that's obviously new to the ecosystem it helps with the infrastructure it brings utility and different use cases and how you can actually use NFT or I'd like to say like digital tokens or maybe even passes memberships however you want to call it because they come in so many different forms mm -hmm. but yeah from there we uh we we went with uh NFT non custodial staking multi collection staking um so a lot of the near projects in the ecosystem they didn't have staking and they would have to create a website they have to create staking and so we we said why not uh why why don't we assist the ecosystem create a multi-collection staking platform with non-custodial staking. So there's almost zero security risk from there. And and that was very successful. Like we had projects come up come on as partnerships and they would provide staking to their entire collection. And and it was really cool in the beginning. But obviously when you have an NFT project, sustainability is a huge factor in that. And we needed to make something that was going to be sustainable and something that provides longevity. So our tools were cool and they're great, but it never provided us any revenue to continue to basically sustain and become a project that would last or test the last to the test of time. And basically what we decided to do was not pivot but find more use cases to our project. And so um basically what we're coming up to now is we have a few apps that we were working on and it was really cool. We we're creating um subscription models and businesses around it and then we said well, you know what this this is the best time that we can introduce our our NFT OG project to all of the tools and apps that we built basically connecting them in a sense where if you own one of our NFTs you have access to all of our gated applications and tools which was a huge use case for our NFT members um our holders and they can access AI tools NFT tools apps and and what not and they they're usually gated behind subscription so we have mm -hmm. you know one that we'd like to talk about would be mood pen we were working on rebooks earlier but of course we can't really with an with an nft market kind of going downhill in in a sense of demand 
we need to make sure that what we're building caters to the broader market. And so that's kind of uh, where we went from. Yeah. So we never really pivoted out of, uh, out of our project. All we did was expand and make sure that it became, instead of just a project, more so of a platform towards an ecosystem that could cater to not just NFT holders, but the broader market in general. It's a website subscription service where you and your, your tech company upkeep really beautiful websites for brands, people, products, whatever. Now there's sort of two bit verticals I'm seeing. People in Web3, but this also is for people with not in Web3. Like a Web2 person would just get a great website made. And then maybe down the road, they could like explore Web3 if they wanted. Is that right? Exactly. Yep. You kind of hit the nail on that. Perfect. So you've got like kind of two customer bases. So let's take the, the customer base that's in Web3. Web2 people, awesome. You get a great website. Okay, cool. Here's like, I'm a Web3 brand. I want to get a website. I see Terra Spaces. Where's the value prop for a person to do this? Showing that you can also leverage Web3 apps. I think that's what's really cool about this website service. So people make a website and, and then they specifically on near now, maybe on other blockchain slash cities in the future. So then how do you guide a customer or a potential client user in making a website who's also in Web3? Right. So we have um, currently we have Stripe payments open and awesome. our next update will include um, different types of payment processing and that will be including near we also set up our bitcoin node as well so we expect bitcoin as well um these are just ways that people in web3 can go in uh and buy into our subscription and so we want to make sure that we cater to the web3 audience in a sense where they're able to and it was basically us reinvent not reinventing the wheel but kind of polishing it up we've seen a lot of issues with while we're building websites for clients we've seen a lot of issues where we'll get a job done or something and the client comes back for updates or, you know, a, a website's never like, uh, like it's never complete. It's always growing. It's always changing. It's always being updated. Some, you know, there's more modern designs that are happening out there and people want, want to keep up with the times with their businesses. So totally. what we do is kind of polish that wheel up where we have a website subscription service. It's like Netflix. Cool. You just have unlimited amount of page requests, unlimited amount of revisions. And that's not something that you kind of see typically, typically in Web2 itself. So that being something unique in Web2 obviously will make it very unique in Web3. But being able to buy into our, sub, our subscription through crypto is a very good way to start your, your NFT business because we've been in it. You can, you can go into our apps and see that we've also built apps and tools. So yeah. What I'm noticing about this is it's very built out, which is awesome. This is like really top level product. So, so you guys know, we interview lots of people. This is really great. So the payment methods, you've got Stripe, you're going to have Near, you're going to have Bitcoin. Awesome. So then for an NFT project, now let's, let's take for a moment that the phase one NFTs minus some like art and PFP projects that sort of become membership slash cults. And I mean that in a positive way. Like I'm not just like, but I think cult status is key. A hundred percent. Now say there's a new phase coming, right? Like where people can have like an NFT is basically free to mint. There's a world of just millions and millions of NFTs. The digital ownership of the web basically is what's coming, I believe. So it's purely on that. So now you've got your website. Where does the functionality of NFTs play a part in your website designs and builds and apps? Well, so it's a website as a subscription, right? So we build out the websites. If you have an NFT project and you want, you were going to need a website for your NFT project. It's like NFTs 
uh, sorry, websites are like basically the, the golden ticket to your online business. We want to make sure yeah. that if we're going to uh, assist people in the Web3 world, the best way we can start is um, helping them with a website. And we've seen lots of people come and go where they can't find developers, they can't find the right people who know the right uh, technology to get their jobs done. Us being in the industry as well, being native in the industry, we kind of are able to assist uh, an NFT project, let's just say building out um, like their NFT business of however many they want to mint, we can still help them build out their website, um, their functionality of their mint process. We can help them with so many different things, right? And that's that's just within our subscription service. Cool. And then also you've got a way to gate things with NFTs. Like you're, you have an application where you can, like someone's website can be, they can have portions gated with NFTs. They'd have different rakes of NFTs that could be gated in different areas. Is yeah. that correct? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you have a project that has like 10,000 NFTs, you could have different areas on the website that are specific sort of like membership only clubs or access to certain content if you wanted. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one of the things in, in before we got to talking is I went back into your, your discord to kind of look at some of the things that you'd posted a while back. And what's really fascinating to see is that like, like you just said, like you didn't really pivot, like you always had a lot of this stuff laid out. And obviously market forces and everything made it probably more difficult for you to get to where you are today. But it's, I think what's really interesting is you guys clearly had a strong vision and you came in and were really active in the ecosystem, especially on the development front. Uh, I remember seeing your team showing up in different dev chats and really getting involved. Like you said, you really the first one to do non-custodial staking uh, that was something that was very much needed and really never taken advantage of uh, in the right way. And, and even today, there's still so much um, custodial-based staking that, you know, I wonder what, you know, what are your thoughts on as you start to contribute to this ecosystem and you're putting, that's time, that's time, that's cost. Um, you're not really getting anything back from it. How, how do you start to parse that as a builder where how much do you want to give to the community versus you have to focus on your own project to be sustainable? Right. That, honestly, that's a great question. We came in as basically builders, right? And when you're launching an NFT project, you need to understand it's a business. At the end of the day, you need to have some underlying source of foundational revenue source for that business. If you don't have that, like, you can't really last on royalties and what's the royalty enforcement that came out we needed to we needed to create a basically um a workaround to make sure that okay look it's not like we don't even charge royalties as much as traditional projects like we have three percent royalties our nfts weren't that worth that much to sustain a like a dev a tech project and so while right. we were transitioning into going from an nft project to a tech company because we did register as um, an LLC in the United States and basically wanted to take this into the, to the next level. And that was becoming a tech company. And, and basically what we were doing is we're providing tools and services and that's all great. It's not bringing us any return, but we are providing a very strong source of infrastructure to the ecosystem, especially with near blockchain being very new at the time. So uh, yeah, we, we, when we decided to go into more of a tech company stance, we decided that, look, um, our staking was, it was non-custodial staking and it was great because we 
we provided different forms of it. So it would be multi-collection staking, NFT mm -hmm. trait-based staking, and that was specific to our, NF our NFTs uh, only. And so we had uh, a few other ways, refer to earn through your NFTs as well. So we're, we're kind of exploring different Web3 utilities um, based off uh, traditional Web2 uh, industries. I think you guys actually have done a really good move into leveraging the tools from phase one, but now getting ready for what phase two, what I believe phase two will be, which is sort of the NFTification of almost everything, right? Like millions and millions of NFTs coming out into this world because they are really good at like touch points. You know, like NFT is kind of a dirty word. I call them functional NFTs. No, yeah, that's a strong point for real, because um, you, you touched that right on the head when you mentioned the tokenification of just about anything. I mean, yeah. um, we were talking with the team the other day of just making jokes about how to, you know, tokenizing water and tokenizing, you know, just all different types of um, commodities, right? So the feel, the feeling that came with that is like, man, this is not a small ballpark we're playing in, especially with the the mindset that we want to, um, you know, project into the the bigger space. I, I kind of feel like like you were saying, the phase one was just us understanding that we didn't have to play into like the the micro um, narratives and the micro narratives were that NFT collections are undoubtedly you know more more functional in the sense of stocks or um, mm -hmm. you know volatility. You're focused on like floor prices and speculative as yeah. aspects, and it it felt like treacherous for people to feel like wow, like that's that's the way that it has to be like in mainstream media for a time that was all that it was painted out to be. Exactly. Now, when we're seeing these institutions come in, they they quickly change the narrative of what that is because when you see like you know different um functioning governance tokens or um like you were. Uh, mentioning before, like just the use cases of different apps or cultural um, phenomenon, you get NFTs to be somewhat like access passes or just like, you know, the Polar Express ticket that you can go do this thing now. And it's, it's funny. It's, it's really funny to see where all of that kind of flipped on its head. And now mm -hmm. people are looking at the speculative aspect of NFT culture as something that seems more of a fad. And it's becoming yeah. a smaller and smaller dwindling cycle because more people are interested in buying trusted products from Amazon or from Starbucks or from whichever. Um, and they're all tokenized. They're, they're using the aspect where they put all of that under the hood and you don't even realize that you're using it. When you came in and you, you know, as you were trying to innovate and push it, and again, a lot's changed in a year, especially, but did you feel where you wanted to get more involved at the protocol level or were you more focused on look we nears providing us this opportunity to build this stuff and we're going to focus on that or did you feel like you wanted to, that you needed to also then expand into getting involved at the protocol level too on a protocol level we felt like there was a lot of um you know like think think about it like this um i know you've seen like civics and economics and seeing how like society responds to governance or responds yeah. to you know resources and things like that so one thing one thing that stuck with us is like knowing the climate of you know what to do and how to approach it so when we typically when we first were introduced to near and understanding that it's a, a very dev friendly chain and that not only that but it's very resourceful in different ways the community itself feels like 
it's on a person by person basis rather mm-hmm. than like mob mentality. It felt like where we wanted to position ourselves is create not only stir a narrative, but provide ourselves as like the people's project. And it's something where you're not only getting in on the ground level to give user user experience feedback to different apps or projects or um, whether you're building something and you just want a community of people like-minded to just tap in with what you're doing. We want to just cultivate kind of just this open, this is open space. And we've always kind of labeled it as a hub. Like that's just what the vision was. Sure. And so on a protocol level, we we understood a lot of stuff that Nier could provide, but we never truly dove too deep into, I guess you could say like, uh, more of the foundational structures of Nier that we needed to feel like need to be solved outside of, you know, like the non-custodial staking or like, you know, basic um, infrastructure for NFTs. Mm-hmm. And from, I mean, I guess moving forward now, we're looking at like how we can elevate the commonality of digital products in the space and how to be able to um, take traditional customers and internet enthusiasts and how to help them transition to those kind of digital products without making them feel like they're getting onboarded to, you know, this um, Star Trek episode, you know, where you have to explain every little thing before you press a button. We want to just be able to lower that barrier to entry with just new new ways to be able to, um, I guess you could say, translate to people. If it mm-hmm. makes sense on the first go round, then guess what? You have great communication skills. <laughs> and there's just a way that yeah. there's great, it's a great way for people to be able to find some sort of homeliness to all this stuff, right? Because it's all decentralized. So mm-hmm. it's, it's basically near as just like as a brand name as Nike or um, any of those other ones. So as long as we keep it very personable and I feel like that's what we're doing on a protocol level is just being able to make it a homely space for people to kind of just, yeah. you know, be curious about all this stuff going on. Sure, sure. No, that's great. Yeah, and, and more so, like, on top of that was that um, I know we've heard that, like, with near with the whole SEC stuff that was happening with Solana and all the other stuff, and you saw that near came out saying that, you know, they're based in Sweden and, uh, you know, they're, like, registered and all that as a pay token. And... Honestly, like with, with the whole blockchain operating system that they're building, it was very, it's on a protocol level, when we're building our apps and tools, we offer um, a way for payment processes to be done with Near as, you know, their registered pay token. So these are different ways that we can onboard new users to the protocol on a protocol yeah. level. And basically, yeah, like when we're building apps and tools, we got to make sure that we're not just catering to the Web2 audience, we're also bringing in um, the Web3 audience on at the forefront as well because they're the ones that engage the most um i'm not sure if you know it's like any nft project you see they have sometimes the most engagement even compared to web two companies like that's oh, lasted sure. like a long time they so, so yeah we, we've seen that like like just the nft community itself has a they have a strong stance in what they believe in in decentralization what they believe in in community culture and so uh, obviously appreciative of art as well. So, you know, we always said four horsemen to an NFT project with art, utility, community, and mm-hmm. developers. Um, it was like UDCA type of thing, right? So, yep. so it was kind of funny. It's like, uh, you, you want to basically um, trust the teams and the projects that are going to be, that are going to be there to not just onboard Web3 users and everyone fights amongst themselves, it's to bring in people from the outside in a, in a very seamless way. That's where the mm-hmm. UI UX comes and needs to be seamless. Like, I don't, 
I want to keep things under the hood. Like, I don't want, you don't see Facebook advertising they're built by HTML, CSS, JavaScript. You don't, you don't see that, right? Whatever they're built with, right. advertise that. They say that Facebook is a, a place that you can come and socialize and build friends and network and this and that. And that's where we also are agreeing on this part of, of marketing and NFT project. We kind of leave the whole NFT word outside of it because we're not going to, we're not promoting the, the technology. We're promoting the experience. We're not, right? We're trying to make sure that people come on board because of the, the utility of use case that's provided to them. Um, and not because they can buy into an NFT project and flip it, but they can buy into an NFT project and have uh, a free subscription to an application or many applications. So there's, uh, yeah. there's that stance as well. But yeah, um, providing uh, payment processing resources, um, that's something that every blockchain kind of does very well. And mm -hmm. Near especially, and Solana. And so there's a lot that, and I look at these blockchains like, kind of like cities, right? Like they all have their own, uh, re like they all provide their own stuff, like their own um, utilities. So they're, they're, they're very unique in their own ways. And, and when we're building a business and we're basically, you know, native on Near, it's not that we want to leave here and go to another city. It's like opening a retail branch in multiple different cities. We want to open up sure. our, uh, our resources to all the cities and basically have our, our expand and scale properly, not too fast, right? Because some people scale too fast and then they kind of lose and they spread themselves too thin or they lose attraction and they, and they get burnt out. So we want to scale at a, at a level where, you know, we bring in more developers and then we can scale into the next city or the next blockchain type of thing, right? So... Um, yeah. Yeah. Like as we grow with our web services, as we grow with our applications, they get acquired or invested into. Those are those are great resources for us to expand our tech company and scale into other cities, into the web two industry, into the web three uh, multi multi chain industry. So there's there's lots of ways that we can uh, we can support protocols, not just near, but different protocols that are registered and obviously have the regulatory. Uh, uh, licenses required to operate as their tokens operate and so basically we want to just leverage those those utilities and make sure that they're that they're in they're within applications that are worth buying into right because like well, when we're building like for example we're building mood which is like um a self-help reflection type of application that provides wellness oh. with ai so um when when uh when a person like let's just say has an issue or doesn't know what to do and like they want to vent, but they can't talk to their friends or the family about it. They can go to Mood Pen and they can vent out whatever they're feeling, and they'll get an AI that reflects on what they've said and provide actionable steps, suggestionable resources, like different recommendations they can take. Um, so, the, yeah. and, and the best way that we bring our Web3 community or NFT community into that is by allowing them to have lifetime access just by holding our, our original 777. And it's a good thing we kept a very small supply because as we're like as we're providing all these apps and resources and these tools, you know, you see the supply and demand scenario kick in into you know these these uh, these digital passes or memberships for Definitely. tech companies. Yeah, yeah. So so as you have some of the stuff, and as you guys are starting to build out all these different products. Um, and I want to definitely want to touch on some of the specifics here that we're doing. We can kind of go through the website a little bit here. But um, is there a concern from where you are now that you're trying to do too much at times because you guys have a lot and maybe this kind of will lead into what you're actually offering. But if you go to your website, there are a few different avenues you're going. Do you feel at where you're at right now? Is it kind of where let's put a bunch of things out there and let's see kind of what hits and we can kind of then roll with that? Or is it something where you feel like you can sustainably actually bring out 
a handful of products out of the larger Terrace Basis brand. Yeah, I feel I feel a good part yeah, of it so- comes from like the feeling. Mm-hmm. The feel the feeling of scaling is scary. Yeah, like you know, for anybody, you gotta take the risk and take that leap. When it comes yep. to the resources and the apps that we want to roll out, this is a multi-year operation. Like this is something we want to see um, exponentially grow bigger, especially in a way to where it's not um, just our core team mitigating all of the you know details. And mm-hmm. the the point of us getting to a point now where we're using our resources is so that we don't exhaust external capital to um, launch and deploy some of these ideas. So like Moodpen was built completely in-house and, um, you know, TerraSpaces was built in-house and like just all the other applications, like the non-custodial, all that stuff. And that's just us like being resourceful and not trying to spread ourselves too thin by hiring like an entire team sector or, um, you know, like mitigating out uh, like entire teams of people that we just weren't ready for. And so sure. like at these stages, we're very hands-on with everything. Um, in the terms of scaling, like we're gonna take the leaps that we need to. Um, as far as diluting ourselves, I, I don't see that as long as we allow ourselves the patience to, you know, sort through where each thing ends up in the world, knowing mm-hmm. who we're talking to for each um, application or idea knowing just where TerraSpace's role in that is, because I feel like we could have got jaded very early trying to, um, you know, create this stuff. And, you know, without finding a way to bring it back, it would, like, for example, the landing page itself, if it said all of these things at the very top of the the hero section, like, you would just be like, bro, are you you yellow pages? (laughs) Like, what's all this stuff going on, you know? So I I definitely think us being able to come back to TerraSpace's and, build it back in a way to that it makes sense for directional purposes it, it came out in the way that it did is there a willingness to say like no to stuff and say yep oh, this just isn't working and we're gonna you know put it put it aside and go forward or is something like do you you really like you say you know long term like are you really trying to let things kind of breathe and see like hey we're gonna give everything a few you know three years chance kind of thing or is the goal to maybe cut a little bit quicker yeah, I mean, like, our our best part was that, like, yeah, we didn't uh, obviously um, exhaust our funds in a sense where we hired out teams off the bat and then started creating all these apps and started handling um, clients. And, and that would have been, in the beginning, just doing all that would spread ourselves too thin. But as it's been, like, almost over a year, about we're approaching maybe a year and a half or something, but we've, um, we've basically been able to build out things um, step by step we take it one foot at a time we don't go uh so and and we are ready to basically we're not married to any of our ideas if it doesn't work like we're ready to pivot like in a sense where not pivot from our entire tech company but in a sense if right. the app doesn't work we're ready to say okay it's not working let's give it some time let's start a different project that can actually work in a sense where we've run all the market dynamics so actually a good example of this was webooks so we were building webooks i don't know if you guys remember that just mm-hmm. uh, a few months ago, we were building out the UI and the UX, and then um, the whole mark, that whole FTX thing happened. The market started to crash, and we realized, okay, we're not going to compete against like Kindle or Amazon. And um, when a mar- NFT market like this is, is kind of like flipped on its head and going the other way, so we're, we're going to need to build out a, a, a basically a different business application mm-hmm. that's going to, um, in a sense, uh, like not worry about the broader market dynamics. 
So it's not like, so when Mood Pen was coming around, it was more of an idea that's like, okay, if anything happens to NFTs, it won't matter. Our NFT holders are accommodated. If anything happens to, uh, let's just say Bitcoin or anything like in the broader market, it's not going to affect this application. Yeah, all that stuff is, I, I'm, I'm way into that, man. I get you there. Uh, so like, what's like a, just like, I, I've been trying to figure out like non-custodial staking. So other than like, I've, I've, I've done it on other places where you get a token and stuff. What's a use case for non-custodial staking? So um, non-custodial staking means the, the NFTs remains in your wallet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not that like when you go into other staking contracts where you kind of give your NFT into that staking contract, into that website and it's locked there. And if something happens where a security risk or they get breached, you lose your NFT because it was with them. With our version, with non-custodial staking, you basically, it's, it's in your wallet, but it's scanned in, like kind of like a library card. And if you want to go and sell your NFT on the market uh, and you like list it, it gets basically unscanned, like you're no longer in our library type of thing. So um, yeah, like non-custodial staking helps in that regard of security. I don't know cool. if you guys remember uh, DGOS, they just, I think a few months ago, switched to non-custodial staking. We did it from the jump, like about a, yeah. over a year ago. So we did it right on, off the beginning. So yes, I, I mean, back to what you're saying, we kind of were ahead of the curve on a lot of these things, but. Yeah, we'll constantly scan. Um, one, one way to think about it too is like in layman's terms. So like if you're, let's say, let's say there's two banks, right? Um, JP Morgan and Chase or something like that. And you had $10 and non-custodial staking is you keeping that $10 and you don't have to put it into a physical um centralized location let's say the bank goes down you just lost your ten dollars non-custodial staking is if that branch or terra spaces website went down for anything you still keep everything there's no risk there's no liabilities or whichever what i'm getting is the use case of this product is if you're building on near and soon other chains you can get a curated website for like a couple grand a month that will be targeted towards web three or not but the cool stuff to me is like the targeted towards web three that's awesome right like that's it right you guys like have meetings with people you'll talk to people and be like hey okay here's the goal of what i want to do with my project like so we're shard dog right if we are like hey we want to like have a place where we can like gate sort of chats or whatever you could be like oh okay and you work with people yep exactly mm-hmm. but there's a few other ways that we're going to be gamifying this too let's hear it How, what are the gamifications though mm-hmm. we- so th- this is the alpha, but I-, I mean, if you guys want to cut it or don't cut it, it's up to you. Um, basically, we're going to, so we just released website as subscription ever product, right? As, a, as another mainstream product we're releasing. But we have um, a really cool thing coming up, which is something we want to introduce as well. It's going to be raffling websites. So basically, our website subscription for a year is about like, uh, I think it's $12,000 um, for the year. And we, our tech company takes care of everything. Basically, we're going to be giving away that in $12,000 in retail value um, uh-huh. for raffling yourself in and getting a website. Now, based on the NFTs you hold, you can get a multiplier, a higher chance of winning a free website. This is like one of the best ways we could actually contribute to the community, to the ecosystem. Because look, everybody needs like that's starting a website. They need or starting a business. They need a website. And what we're going to be doing is basically providing people with a chance to own basically digital assets like a website can become can go from zero to like uh basically wherever you want to grow it to right like your business and and Mm -hmm. so what we want to do is assist people in basically starting their journey and getting their businesses started up and 
And that's another way where we can help and kind of gamify our NFTs as well. Because look, some people hold many and that could be a multiplier into the raffles uh, for getting a free website. And we're probably going to be uh, running them as much as we can, these giveaways, these free website giveaways, because I think it's the best way that we can onboard new people into the ecosystem. I'm just so happy you have like a legit strong business model, right? And that it's can be held by Web2 people. So it doesn't even have to be Web3. And then it also has the the suite to add Web3. I think it's such a smart approach. It's, you know, it's that old, it's that old saying, bridging that gap between Web2 and Web3. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, RG Penguins did it really good. Like they released an Amazon uh, product on Amazon, those plushies. And, and people that bought them had a way to onboard into Web3. Like, if you think about it, it's very much similar to what we're doing. We're building a digital product where, where, where we have built a digital product where you can get a website subscription and you can also be incorporated into the crypto community by just having a request that, hey, I want this totally. dated, uh, and I want this page dated. You could sell a widget. I don't care what the widget is. You could sell a stuffed animal. You could sell anything. You could sell any product. You could sell coffee. And on all your coffee, you could have a a QR yep. code that's linked to a T. So it could be an, a, an in real life, you know, project or company. Every person who gets your, has the, gets your coffee has the option to scan, claim an NFT, go back to the website. If that person, that coffee person wants, and then maybe have like one of your applications on their website that sort of incorporates an NFT. They don't have to have it, but it might be a nice fun thing to sort of engage customer bases. Right. Is that also? Yeah. hundred percent. Those are very, very unique. Another way that we also want to provide value is the referral commission that's recurring. So let's just say that, you know, if, our, if we're charging, let's just say $2,000 a month and you get 10% back uh, every time you refer a customer to us and that's recurring, that's like, you know, like 10% of $2,000, I think could be like 200 bucks and basically multiply that by, you know, uh, multiply that by 10 people that you've referred, that's like almost like over a thousand dollars returning every month for you. So those, those are just different ways that we can um, leverage our product to provide community resources, to provide, you know, passive income for a person who knows many businesses and, and they want, totally. they want, uh, they trust us. So they, they refer them to us and we get the job done, they get paid and they get paid with re uh, recurring. So it's you like could get like a salespeople or yearly. You're basically inspiring yeah, salespeople. To help so you. We, yeah, so it's kind of like that, you know, that Andrew Tate effect where, you know, a lot of people are building pages or, you know, and building reels for his business. It's kind of that same thing. You refer people to our subscription service and you get a returning, uh, recurring uh, monthly or annual basis. Uh, oh, and nice. basically the sky's the limit. You can refer like a thousand people to us and let's just say five of them on board with us and we built their website that you are basically just, you know, passive income and uh, you're just chilling, like honestly. So there's just different ways that we're going to be providing value and, you know, constantly being in the face of like the Twitter, the crypto community, the web two community. We don't want to just be niche down to web three. We kind totally. of want to be a bit like open to all. And that means like making sure we have a strong suited business structure that caters to, you know, the web two mainstream community audience. And also it's, you know, bringing our NFT in the forefront as well. Like our projects, our applications, our tools, like we put, we put that in the forefront too. Like it's not something, um, it's something that you can also get value from. So there's, there's a few things that we're, we're going to be working towards and um, the raffle is one of them. That's going to be super fun. That's cool. Can't wait to do that. Honestly, like every month we'll be building out with businesses, like websites and 
Um, I just think it's a great way. You know, you put in five, 10 bucks and you end up getting a free website, maybe like a whole year subscription. And you basically yeah. could turn that into thousands of dollars for yourself. So like, you know, that's just a real way of providing value that we see with a, a strong use case and utility for a tech company that owns NFTs. Yeah, uh, yeah. And if you don't own an NFT, still, you can still contribute because we'll have, uh, you can pay with Stripe, you can pay with Near, pay with Bitcoin, enter into the raffle. Um, you have the NFTs, you have a higher chance of <laughs> I think this is a great like thought like you have a long-term plan like I think this is a great way that like will yeah. compound over time right like you bring in a project and then you yeah. can they can try out NFTs but it's the Mr. Beast effect the giveaways like you just constantly have to you know give away something of value uh, that's really interesting I think I think based on um I, I think based on Mr. Beast itself like he's a symbolic placeholder for the way that community can be mobilized and that's just that just goes to show because you see how much engagement it comes through i mean obviously everyday people i know you know commenting on mr beast post or going running to youtube to get that next giveaway or whatever i'm like sure. oh, this is over 2.0 you know what i'm saying so it's like this feeling where people want this value proposition exchange and when you know how to communicate that value proposition it's like okay, now you can take this community, you can take this large audience that we're reaching and then say, we want to mobilize to do this or this. And a lot of the time, a lot of the goals that we set for ourselves or for any other project that does this, you notice a, like a mass, um, what's the word? Like, a, like there's a bit sense of priority to it. People want to feel like they get up right away to mm -hmm. you know, go retweet this post or to go um, refer this person to the project because they're getting something back from it. A lot of the sure. times in Web3, the, the transactional state between projects and the communities are very transactional and they don't have like, they're based on financials. So it's like, if they feel like if you're not making, um, I guess you could say the project's not going up in speculative value, that's their only sense of value exchange in, in terms of some projects. And so when we sit back and we look at, you know, the referral commissions or website giveaways or just even you know, just being able to provide value to people. There's ways that, you know, we take ourselves out of that conversation as well. The last question, does this incorporate, does this incorporate with the boss at all? Like with like components and stuff like that? Could it be a free, could it be like a gateway? Could someone build a gateway using your Kutera spaces? Yeah, I, we, we've been looking at uh, boss as well. It's amazing. I, I find yeah. it super cool how you can have a decentralized front end basically. And one of the main widgets we're looking at is fast off. I think it's amazing that how fast you can connect, um, authenticate users and authorize them into your platform just through sure. their near account. Yeah. I find that amazing. And because we're near native, I think that's going to assist us even with any of the applications we build when we're building the login structure, logging with NFTs, you can log in with FastSauce. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, this has been really great to talk. I, I, I'm really glad to see that you know, this is not something where, you know, you're just kind of fighting it out. You actually have a real game plan and strategy here. Uh, you're, you're in this industry long term, regardless of what else is happening. And so I think that's people should take away a positive from that. Uh, I hope more projects, uh, you know, see that and, and get inspiration from that because uh, you don't have to just follow the markets and you guys are, are showing that. So. Uh, that's exciting to see. No, nah, absolutely. I really appreciate that. Honestly, we've put a lot of effort and time and 
and honestly, the recognition is, is just, uh, it's the icing on the cake. Honestly, we live for it and it's just motivates us to continue to keep going, keep pushing through it. There's a light at the end sure. of the tunnel. No one told you to stop, put one foot in front of the other and keep going. Yeah. And real yeah. quick, before I, uh, before we say our goodbyes, if you guys go, I'm going to do, I like to do a little like promo for the podcast. And what I've been doing lately is just having the project say what your project is in like a minute or less. That is like, I'm going to run is like, Hey, Terra space is about to be in you know, the next pod. And boom, here's like the, you know, 30 second sort of like, what is Terra spaces? I, I guess I can do one. And if uh, Don wants to do one, but basically for me, Terra spaces is a tech company. We build applications and tools with new technology and we service clients with our website as a subscription business model. Um, yeah. That's what I'll say right off the bat. We have oh, cool apps coming out. Yeah. Uh, Mood Pen, check that out. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that was a good one, man. Oh, <sighs> uh, you know, it's been, it's been great to be able to have this conversation and I'll, I'll share my brief overview of TerraSpaces as well. TerraSpaces to me is a boutique app store with a long list of ways that people are able to connect with the newest technology, modern technology, and, you know, feel like you have a community, but at the same time, you're able to build with it. You're able to build, it's productive, it's ways that you're able to share um, a bit more of a organic engagement because a lot of times when you go online, people, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of highlight reels. And with TerraSpace's community, a lot of times people feel discouraged that, you know, there's not enough other like-minded creatives and whatnot in the space. And that's just a great place to get started. Nice. And I, the fact that you just said they're like, it's a, it's like a boutique app store that you can mm. leverage to build a website and then incorporate and be able to leverage web three is like the sentence I wanted to get to this whole podcast. Right. Like, cause now I get what your project is, you know, like that is like, that is the sentence. Cool. That, that, that's the tagline of the video. Yeah. <laughs> Don has a way of way with words, honestly. Yeah. I, like his but his background is insane like i don't even think we dived into it like i'm like just really happy that i was able to find you know a co-founder a partner that would all honestly again stand the test of time with me like with us through this like company like this was just getting the right players by your side is is tough in itself and mm-hmm. we've had a lot of run-ups and downs with uh with some of our part some of the people that we've worked with and honestly like this guy right here he's like you know like that soldier that's just going to stand by you and you know that partner that's going to you know like help you basically get to where you want to be and honestly his background is amazing uh, you know if don you want to dive into what you do because it's it's honestly a multi-talented person and I, i'm just happy and grateful that i was able to work with him and i'm honestly really appreciative that you guys had us on board and you know a lot of your time was taken but we appreciate your energy and honestly like having you guys host us on this podcast has been it's been like an honor honestly like it's we've, huh. we've like just really excited to talk to you guys we've heard a lot about you guys we've also watched you guys from the jump so just amazing to see that you know this podcast become what it is today awesome man thank you that's thank all love and support bro that's yeah. all love and support <laughs> yeah i think i definitely want to talk with you guys again in a few months to see kind of you know like right now what i'm so impressed with is like anyone here now in all of web three is like doing it because there's like hmm. a drive, right? Like no one is like, you know what? <laughs> like you don't stumble upon near and build. 
like it's like a it's like a focus you know so i, I really appreciate you guys building and this this project's really cool and uh yeah it gets my mind spinning like how can we leverage yeah. it? you know what i mean like because we have like the podcast and we have the product so i'm like no show and i'll talk Let's see it's really cool I mean, we can build you guys a podcasting app as well. Like we have some UI UX already available for that, but there's a, there's a lot of applications we have in mind. You know, we're designers, we're developers, we're marketers. We're kind of, when you're a business founder, you got to like take positions on yeah. all fronts and, mm. you know, especially when you're in a startup. So it, it's, sure. it's interesting that, you know, we can, we can build out these applications and yeah, if you guys ever need our services, we're more than happy to, to help you guys out wherever we've got a lot of ideas and, uh, a really cool thing would be podcasting apps as well. Yeah, we're into that kind of stuff. And like the fact you're gonna you're gonna be talking with MMC. We've done we've worked with them quite a bit with Shard Dog, and he is a very smart individual. Really gonna be excited to hear what that happens with your team and that team talking. Um all right. Well, Joe, yeah. should we I, I think well let's wrap it up. I'll go edit this, send it to you guys, and we'll we'll go from there. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah, thanks cool. for taking that time today. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys. Cool, guys. This was amazing. Yeah, thank you. And I really wish the best for your project. I really like, I mean, it's super slick, looks great. I'm, I've been looking around on it. It's it's a great idea. So really yeah. appreciate you guys and stoked that you're building. No, yeah, you guys are great. And maybe, you know, I, I've been meaning to do something special where we're just, you know, I, I feel like in a general scheme of like community efforts, a lot of times people don't, people won't get on Twitter spaces and whatnot. And the conversations are a little rigid too um too scripted you know sometimes and i enjoy conversations like this so if you guys ever want to run a twitter spaces just hit us up we're very you know sure. we're very reachable so yeah we would love to be able to do something like that with you guys awesome. yeah for sure yeah definitely definitely all right guys well thank you so much and uh we'll keep an eye out on all the stuff that you guys are building sounds good fantastical all, all right, right take care guys take care guys bye Ready Layer One is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. You should not make any decision, financial investment, trading, or otherwise based on any of the information presented in this podcast without undertaking independent due diligence and consultant and consultation with a professional broker or financial advisor. 